everyone. Welcome to the Purpose Unstoppable Podcast, where we're encouraging you to step out to fulfill the calling and purpose God has placed upon your life with boldness. My name is Tiffany Hill, you guys, and I want you to listen to the end. All the way to the end, I have a special announcement I want to make to my podcast listeners. And so before we um, get further into it, let's go into prayer. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for everything that you're doing in our lives, everything that you've done. We thank you. We exalt you. We magnify you. We praise you. We honor you, Lord. We thank you for being our creator, Lord. We ask that you touch every listener that you've sent here today, Lord. Touch them in a special way, Father God. Cover their families. Protect them, Lord. Lead and guide them in the right direction, Father God. Order their footsteps, Father God. We ask that you even allow them to hear your voice even more clear, clearer than what they have actually been hearing you in, Father God. And so, Lord, we ask that you even protect their children, protect their families, Lord, protect their loved ones, Lord. And we cover everyone listening and their families with the blood of Jesus Christ from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. And Lord, as for me, as I decrease, Lord, increase in me. Don't allow me to say anything that you don't want said to your people on today. We love you, Lord. We adore you. We praise you. We worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today, you guys, we're talking about giving God our best. So we always want to give God our best in everything that we do. We don't want to give God leftovers. We don't want to short-change God. He deserves to be reverenced. He deserves to be respected. He deserves to be worshipped properly. And so we want to give him our best. If you can imagine, because I like to give examples of, of what I'm saying so that we can I could be clear. But if we can imagine having a very special guest, guest over to your home, they're, they're important, they're special, and it's a very special meeting. But they ask you to provide the meal. They ask you to prepare the meal for you at your home. So as you're preparing the meal at your home, you want to make it very special for them. You want to give them a really good impression on you. And so for me, I would pull out the red carpet. I would, I would make sure I had the finest china. I would make sure that my table is set up nice and neat and beautifully um decorated i would also make sure my meal is very tasty i would probably start my meal that early that morning so that it could be prepared and ready to go so i would really um do everything i can to present my best for this very important meeting this very special guest that i have over to my home versus me giving this very important person and this very special guest the leftovers that me and my family had the night before on a paper plate. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything's wrong with a paper plate. I use paper plates. I still do. But it's nothing wrong with it. I just said that to give you an example as to how we should give God our best. God is expecting us to give him our best. He doesn't want leftovers. He doesn't want um, you to come to him any type of way. He wants us to give him our best. And so we're coming from Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. And I'm sure you're familiar with this chapter where we talk about Cain and Abel. But I'm going to read it on out so that we can get right into it. And so it says, now Adam had sexual relations with his wife Eve and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, with the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. So in this particular five verses of this text, we see that Cain and Abel are two brothers. 
um, and Adam and Eve are their parents. Cain is the oldest son, and Abel is the youngest boy. Now, they both had different in interests. Cain was a tiller of the ground, still a farmer, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, still a farmer. But those were their two interests. Now, as they're preparing to present, they're preparing to present an offering to God. Now, offering in the Hebrew means gift or even sacrifice. So they're preparing to give their offering, give or their sacrifice to God. And as they're preparing, God um, actually accepted Abel's gift. When Abel presented his gift, he presented him with the firstling, which is the firstborn, like a sheep or a cattle, or a firstborn of the animals. And we refer to this as our first fruits. And so God was very pleased with what Abel presented to him. And he counted him as righteous. We find in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, it says, It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel, Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. So what Abel did, he actually acted in faith because what, what faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So he hearkened to the voice of the Lord, doing what God required of him and responded to God by faith and offering the firstling, the firstborn of, his, of the animals, which is the first fruit. And so Abel gave God his best. He gave God the best of, of, of what he had. And God was pleased with that. Anytime we want to please God, we want to, um, we want to get God's attention. We have to act in faith, doing what God requires of us to do. Has God told you anything and he wants you to step out to do something in faith? Has God said, you know, I'm going to protect you and, and maybe you don't believe by faith that he's going to do it? We have to believe God for what he said and what he promised. So God is saying, respond in faith. Even though you don't see it, even though you may not see it happening for you, or maybe others around you don't see it happening for you, but as long as you believe and you're responding to God by faith, you're fine. And God is saying he's pleased with that. He just wants you to give him your best. And so even as we're giving our first fruits, are we giving God our first fruits? I mean, your first fruit when you're praying, you know, the first thing you do, um, when you wake up in the morning, I mean, you may, you know, take a shower or, or wash your face, brush your teeth, but do you meet God in prayer? The first part of your day, the day that part belongs to God. Are we meeting God, giving God our first fruits, even in, in our offerings, our financial offerings, are we giving God our first fruits? I remember, um, this was even after God touched me, God was still teaching me and, and helping me learn more about him and teaching me to trust him. And so what God told me, I was sitting in the church service and he said, Tiffany, trust me in this area. Trust me and just let it go. And I said, Lord, I, I'm not comfortable with this. He said, if you trust me, just trust me, Tiffany. And I do the impossible in your life. And so I had to believe God and just let go and trust God by faith, by what I heard God say to me. And I had to let go and believe God by faith. And so before I believed God and letting go of my offering to God, which belonged to him anyway, before I did that, I was paying my bills first. I was taking care of my children with the money I received from God. I was, you know, if I didn't feel like cooking, I would prepare. I would go into the restaurant and purchase a meal for my family. And then by the time I got back to Sunday, Sunday service, I pull out of my pocket what was left over not giving God the first thing that I needed to give him, which is my first, my first, my first fruit. And so when we give God our first fruit, 
And even our offerings, we are acting in faith. We're responding to what God requires because I didn't know or you don't know if you're going to get that first portion of what you've given God back to him. You don't know if you're going to get that back. We're acting in faith and trusting God that he's going to provide for us, that he's going to continue to make a way. And so that's what we have to do. We have to act in faith. God is saying act in faith and believe him. And so faith pleases God. But with Cain's presentation, the difference was is that when Cain presented his offering to God, Cain did what he wanted to do. He didn't present his offering properly. He didn't hearken to the voice of the Lord. Even though it said in the scripture that he harvested a crop, he, to harvest a crop, you got to till the ground. You have to labor in the field. You have to do a lot of things to make sure you have a harvest. So he worked the field, but when he presented his offering to God, he did not do it the right way. So we can't come to God any kind of way we want to come to God. We have to present God our best, giving God our best, giving God what he requires of us. In the King James Version, it said that God regarded him. That meant that he he didn't give a care or have an interest for what Cain had to offer because he didn't do it the way God required of him to do it. So guess what? We can be like Cain. We can certainly be like Cain because we can get so accustomed and be so in the routine of coming to God that we don't even properly reverence him. Think about it in praise and worship. You, you, you know, it's just like another day. You know, you might feel, oh, it's just like another day. But when we're in the presence of God, it's not another day. It's that we have another opportunity to praise and worship God. And we lift up our hands and we give thanks and we give glory to God. That's due to him. So even, even in our prayers and even giving, giving to God, giving in cheerfully, giving joyfully, and so we want to honor God and we don't want to be make it be routine. It's just like another day because God is to be reverenced. He's saying, honor me. He's saying, give me your best. But when we're not giving God our best, guess what? God can reject us just like Cain. He can re- have no regard for us as well. He don't have a care or interest for what we have to offer. And so I have four ways in which this occurs. The first way is, in order to access God, you first have to come through Jesus Christ. John 14 and 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So if any unbelievers are listening to me on today, today is a really great day to accept Jesus Christ into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior. In order to come through God, you have to have Jesus Christ. You have to accept Jesus Christ. So the second way, in which we, in which God, you know, have no regard for us is when we don't have, when we have unconfessed sin in our lives. Isaiah 59 and 2 says, it's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. Look, I need God to, I need God to respond to me. God hears us, but I need God to respond. I need God to answer my prayers. I don't want sin to hinder my relationship with God because that's what sin does. It separates us from God. It places a wedge in between us and God. And so in order to come back to God, look, we got to confess some things. Yes, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And look, we've sinned. We probably sin every day with our thoughts, the things that we think, the negative thoughts, the things that we say. And so we always want to come back to God when we have done something that we wasn't supposed to do. And so when we're confessing it, we're taking ownership of what we've done. We simply say, Lord, I confess what I've done. This is what I've done. And I ask for your forgiveness and allow God to come and clean you up of what you've done, of of all unrighteousness. And so we don't do it on our own. 
God does it for us. He comes and cleans us up, but he just wants us to be accountable. He just wants us to confess it truthfully. Even some of us are still, you're sinning habitually and have no plans on stopping sinning, even though you have control over sin. Cain had control over sin. That's what God told him. He had control over, but he decided to do what he wanted to do. And so we can't come to God any kind of way we want to come to God. We have to reverence God and honor God. And we just ask God for forgiveness and actually confess what we've done to God. So um, unconfessed sin can um, hinder us. Also, um, number three is having the wrong motives when we're praying. Praying selfish prayers. Don't you know that it's possible to pray the right thing but have the wrong motives? For instance, I could be praying, Lord, use me. Lord, use me to teach and preach your word. But my motives could be so wrong that I'm only looking for a crowd. I'm only looking for someone to clap their hands and say, job well done, you did good. I prayed the right prayer, but I had the wrong motives. If you find that you have the wrong motives in praying the right prayer, look, you just come to God and say, Lord, I feel like I have the wrong motives. God is looking for us to worship him in spirit and in truth. Come to God in truth because he already knows before you get there. God already knows our heart. He knows the posture of our heart. So when we come to God in honesty and in truth, not being perfect, but in honesty and truth, God can can help us through that and help clean clean us up of all of that that we're facing. And so we just, we don't want to um, hinder that. Uh, We don't want to be hindered. Another thing, which is the fourth thing, is having unforgiveness. When we're harboring unforgiveness in our heart. Mark eleven twenty five says, But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive you of your sins too. So anytime we're harboring unforgiveness in our heart, it's not only hindering and hurting us, but it's hurting and it's hindering and hurting our relationship with God. Look, when you begin to remove that unforgiveness out of their heart, that bitterness, God can then begin to pour in some things into your life that's been held up because you won't let go. You won't let go of the person that has has offended you or did something to you. And so we have to let go. I remember God said to me, in order for me to fix this particular area of your life, you have to yield it over to me. You have to let it go. You have to give it over to me. In order to God for God to come in, to help you in a situation that you're dealing with, you got to be willing and open for God to come in. If you shut that part of your life off from God, God cannot come in to fix it. And so we always want to allow God to come in. He, I want God to take over my whole life. And I'm sure you do. I want him to be in my whole life. I want him to be in every part of my life. And so we don't want to shut off a part of our lives to God where he can't come in to help us and fix us in an area that we're struggling in. And so, like, let it go. Let go of the unforgiveness so God can bring in and pour in some things that he wants to give to you because when you're not, you're hindering yourself from receiving from God. And so what God is saying is that he wants everything. He wants us to give give him our best in everything we do. We're not giving unto man, but we're giving unto God. And I always like to um, say this. This is my motto. It says, don't allow anything to stop you from glorifying God. We don't allow anything, not a friend, not things that happen, not an incident. We don't allow anything to stop us from glorifying God. And so we want to always give God our best. Give God your best in everything you do because he's to be reverenced. He's to be respected, honored, exalted, magnified. He is worthy of the praise. He's worthy of our worship. He is King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Prince of Peace, the Almighty God, the Great I Am. So He He deserves everything from us. He deserves our best. 
and he certainly don't deserve our leftovers or presenting ourselves in a way to him that he didn't ask you to present yourself to him. And so, you guys, I pray that this message was helpful to you on today. Um, before I get off of here, I want to give you a special um, message to my podcast listeners. I am now live on Facebook every fourth Thursday of each month, um, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the fourth Thursday of each month. We have a live night Bible study. Now, we started our first live night Bible study in the month of February, and our second live night Bible study will be held this much um, this month in March. On March 27th. So I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on Facebook Live on that particular day. You guys, I love you, but Jesus Christ loves you so much more. I want you to go out and inspire the world around you to be purpose unstoppable.